punctuates it, and he creates his own offensive chance with that motor. Krejci to Coyle, and the Leafs are moved again! Hello, welcome to Nesson Bruins Podcast. I'm Nesson.com's Mike Colt, joined, as always, by Nesson.com's Logan Mullen. Logan, how are you? I'm fine, Mike. How are you? Hi, Krejci. Living the dream, loving life. Uh, Typical. Yeah. Really excited to be speaking with you today about the Boston Bruins. So, um, Not a lot to get into today, at least not in terms of uh, current events. Uh, we're kind of in this holding pattern where we're just waiting for hockey to come back. And who knows, maybe it comes back a little bit earlier than we, uh, we all assume. Uh, but uh, we're waiting for phase two to begin in earnest, correct? I, I've already lost count of the phases. I think that's yeah I because we have the, the issue for me is that we have phase two of the nhl but we also have phase two is the commonwealth of massachusetts or whatever right. like i forget which one is which but we're both into phase two if i'm not mistaken i think so great that works out well yeah so, i think so uh so warrior uh ice arena or whatever it's called is is technically open for mm-hmm. the bruins to use and brad marchand on tuesday night uh on his instagram account said that uh, they will be uh, – he'll be getting back on the ice Wednesday. So we are recording this on Wednesday. Uh, it could be as we are speaking, uh, some members of the Bruins are back on the ice. So I guess that's a, a positive step toward a return. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I think he confirmed that too as well to some local anchor. I don't know who exactly. It sounded – I think it was someone in Providence. I thought that was going to be my guess, yes. Yeah. So. Um, probably should have looked that up, but uh, kudos to that person for – tracking down Brad Marchand at a restaurant or, or something of the sort. Uh, so that's a good sign. I guess there's not a whole lot of ults, a uh, lot of other news in the uh, return to play initiative, unless you can think of anything that I'm missing. Not, not really. It's been a fairly quiet week. So that's good, I suppose. I mean, we still haven't, if I'm not mistaken, we still don't know how we're going to keep everybody safe. We yeah, also don't that... know where we're going to play hockey. So. <laughs> yes, those things all seem to remain very much up in the air. I feel like that's going to come out as soon as we hit publish on this podcast, but that's probably that's been our track record. Yeah. But it it is, I mean, we're recording this at nine 14 in the morning. So, you know, it's not like you have anything going on. You're not on vacation. Right. So, uh, you know, we'll just go and scrap it and redo the whole thing when this, uh, becomes outdated in a matter of about 45 minutes. No comment. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, oh, uh, confidence level, 1 to 10. 10 being uh, this is definitely going to happen. 1 being no chance in hell. Uh, what's your confidence level on I, hockey return? I think I'm still at like a 9. Yeah, I was going to say I'm up to like a 7 or 8 now. That the We need to go back and like I know. do a, a graph of all these and see like a yeah. line graph and see how this changed over time. Because you were down to like, you know, a half, <laughs> like 2. And I kind of forget why. I just – oh, I – so I'm well, just it was bad. easy to be cynical in April. Yeah, I'm a reactionary type of person, I think, uh, to, my, to my fault. Like, where I'm probably now putting too much stock into the positive developments. Because, like, I think it's easy to forget, especially with everything else going on in this country now that the, the pandemic has almost taken a back seat, is you're just, like, two or three really bad days away from the entire narrative changing and all of a sudden being like, oh, yeah, this is really dangerous still. Yeah. So. But um, it seems like everybody, other than baseball, is hell-bent on making this work. So 
uh, it's hard to believe that they won't at least give it a try. So that's yeah. Well, and with basketball coming back, yep. you know, it, it, it's not like the NHL necessarily has an excuse. Like they could come up with one, but at the same time, they don't. Like they were way more, um, I guess, direct in the yep. the NHL. That is in their desire to return, even more so than the NBA. So if the NBA comes back and the NHL doesn't. NHL is going to look like a bunch of goofballs because they're the ones saying, like, no, no, we definitely want to hand out the Stanley Cup. And, you know, the NBA kind of took it slow the entire time, was noncommittal about a lot of things. And so if they come back and the NHL turns around and backs out, it's not the best look. Yeah, my bold prediction is that there will be regular post or preseason games for all four major sports in the month of August. Yeah, that's probably Football might be the only real question mark there. Maybe they push everything back a few weeks, but it sounds like they're going to try to get training camp going in July. So that would put them on a regular course, I would think. So, um, All right. Uh, let's uh, get to the main event, what we're here for, uh, which is to discuss uh, a uh, programming initiative on Nesson coming up, what is this, Sunday? At your, you know, Sunday. Sunday at 7? Sunday at 7, the Bruins all-time fantasy draft. Sure. So uh, on Nesson, you tune on Sunday at Nesson, 7 on Nesson to watch uh, some of Nesson's finest Bruins analysts uh, draft a, a fantasy team, basically, of every Bruins player ever. Um, a pretty cool you know, idea. The, the rosters of these, when it's all said and done, are going to look stacked. So basically, uh, let me just pull up my, my list of people. Uh, it's a shame that I have not memorized this yet, but Barry Peterson, Billy Jaffe, Jack Edwards, Andy Brickley, Andrew Raycroft, Dale Arnold will draft. Uh, how many do you know off the top of your head? How many players? Uh, it I have right here. Is I can six six forwards, four defensemen, and one goalie. Okay, uh, and the pool of players is ninety-seven. It's robust to say the yeah. least. So uh, you know, you and I kind of kicked around some ideas. You know, thought maybe we just do uh, uh, draft our own teams, but I think that you know the problem with that is that we were. Uh, we would just draft super elite teams and be like, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, we're going to put on our uh, draft prognosticator caps. We're going to turn it into the, the Mel Kuyper Jr. and Todd McShay of the Bruins uh, <laughs> fantasy draft on this. And we're going to do a quick, uh, I guess, a six round. No, five round. Five. We said we'd do five. I was going to I almost changed the six on the fly so you could take one of each position. But uh, I, I guess it kind of brings into uh, – draft strategy here so we're going to do a quick mock draft <clears throat> basically a combination of a mock draft and our own draft where you and i are going to alternate and make picks uh for the talent and kind of see see how we do compared to to what they actually choose to do so um i guess uh you know first on the clock the draft order on, on sunday is barry peterson um i will give you the uh the distinction of being the guy who chooses for uh, Barry for our first pick of the mock draft. Well, I don't think that's too challenging because it's probably going to just be Bobby Orr, right? Like, yeah. it, And it should be, but it's probably just going to be Bobby Orr. Yeah, and it's after Bobby Orr, like, you can yeah, go anywhere. That's, that's the thing, and like, it's tough to, I was thinking about this because I was looking at the player pool, and it's like, how do you evaluate some of these guys because the, the, like, I could see a guy like Patrice Bergeron going, like, second overall. I could also see him going, like, 25th. Exactly. <laughs> like it, so. it's, it just depends on – and, you know, it is a 
the analyst pool is interesting. So too, I was just going to make, yeah. You know, I would imagine what Barry Peterson and, you know, Andy Brickley value are probably going to be a little bit different than like Raycroft and Jaffe. So. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So with the second pick, Billy Jaffe, I think he's going to take Ray Bork. I got Ray Bork going number two overall. Uh, Bork on any other, in any or any other organization would be the greatest player of all time. So I, he's a all-time points leader in the organization. He was great at both ends of the ice. You got to go Ray Bork number two. So that's what I think Billy does there. Uh, Jack Edwards has the, the third pick. Where do you see him going? I can see Jack doing Phil Esposito. That makes sense. Yeah. That that seems like it would be right up his alley. Sure. Uh, yeah. Moving on, Andy Brickley in the four spot. Uh, see, this is a tough one. This is kind of – it's hard to get into Brick's head here because Brick grew up watching the Bruins, so he's got that uh, – the nostalgia, but also played for the Bruins, uh, played on lines with a lot of guys on this list. And I think he goes Cam Neely in this spot. Oh, that's a good one. I would go Cam Neely here. I just – I'm a Neely guy, but that's that's my pick there. So, uh, And now we get it even you know more interesting moving on to the, the number five pick. In the first round, Andrew Raycroft, another one who's played with a lot of guys on this list, also plays a very specific position, has a chance to take the best goalie off the board here. You never know. What do you think? So I would guess that because he played on the same team with him, Bergeron. I'm going to go with Bergeron. You can, build a team, you, you can build a team around Patrice Bergeron. I like that. I, and it's good to get a, you know um, – Get a, a modern era player uh, on the in that yeah. first round. Now things get a little more tricky. Uh, Dale Arnold has the, the final pick of this first round. You know what? I think he goes, and I think this is a steal. Johnny Busick. Yeah. The fact that Busick lasted this long, I mean, he's the all-time uh, franchise leader in goals, kind of by a, a long shot. Uh, he's the face of the franchise, one of the best of all time. So I think they, he goes Busick here uh, to round up the first round. Um, okay. Do you know – I should probably know this too. It, sta- it stays with Dale. Okay. So it's a snake. Yeah, right. All right. So who does, who, does, uh, who does Dale go with here then? How about Tuka Rask? Wow. Making a case to be the best goalie in Bruins history. Tuka. All right. That's – you you might let a little recency bias plow the judgment here a little bit. I would say so. And I I like that pick, though, because it takes away from, excuse me, Raycroft's ability to take Tuca there with the next pick. Right. But maybe Raycroft, Raycroft waits around and just <laughs> takes himself in, like, the third. Because <laughs> yeah. this does kind of lend itself to a conversation of, like, who is the best goalie in Bruins history. Because yeah. it's, like, from a pure skill set perspective, and ultimately, when he retires in numbers perspective, like you, it's probably going to be Tugarask, but he doesn't have a cop. And he hasn't led a, you know, he hasn't done what Tim Thomas has done in leading like a postseason yeah, like, run that culminates with a Stanley Cup final victory. But if you can set that aside from a pure raw skill set standpoint, he's probably the best goalie. Yeah, also, how do you like compare like Cheevers to Tugarask? Right. Such or a even, I mean, even Cheever. Like, if you really want to get into like Tiny Thompson. Like, yeah, well, it's and again, it's tough because you don't want to like bag on these guys because of the era that they played in. But like, you know, we watched a lot of the 1970s Bruins stuff for the last month or so, and like, you watch some of these games, and a goalie is like, you know, 
out <laughs> at the dot yeah, when right. a guy's yeah. coming in on a two-on-one. It's just it, it was a different game. So, um, so I think in this spot here, back to Raycroft. I think Razor goes with a surprise move here, and he okay. takes Nifty. He goes Rick okay. Middleton, uh, recently retired number. I think for me at least, especially when Rick Middleton got his number retired, it was for somebody who didn't watch him play. Uh, and really knew him more for, like, his TV work more than anything else and just kind of seeing him around the organization mm-hmm. after his playing days. His numbers are insane. Like, you know, 400 goals. Uh, I think he was top 10 in the organization in assists and obviously right up there in, in points. So, um, I, I think Middleton's a nice uh, addition to what Razor's doing up front there uh, with Bergeron in the first round. So, on to Andy Brickley, uh, your pick here. So – this is one of those ones where it's like, I, I don't know how they're going to value them, but yeah. you know, Eddie Shore. Oh, that's a good pick there. You know, a, a pretty iconic hockey player. And, you know, it, it's because he played so long ago, it's kind of tough to value where they see him. But I could see someone like Jack or Brick being like, oh, how about Eddie Shore? That's a good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, and then that brings us up to Jack, and I think Jack jumps at the chance here. To take Milt Schmidt, uh, yeah. the guy we probably should have already had off the board. Probably, as well. but again, I don't want to be ageist. Uh, but like, <laughs> I don't know. It's a different game. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess again, it, it's going to come down. I think that's going to be one of the more interesting debates to be settled on the show. Is like, you know, you've already talked about this too. Is what do you value and how do you value it? And right. I, you know, Milt Schmidt, again, is another one of those guys where it's like, this is the Bruins. Like, he's a badass mm-hmm. guy who did a lot, number retired, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he's around forever. So, I think that's the type – I think I think Jack would be really happy to have Espo and Milt Schmidt in <laughs> yeah. the first sure. two rounds there. So, uh, that gets us back to, to Billy Jaffe. What do you see him doing here? How about Brad Park? Oh, okay. Load, <laughs> load up the blue line. Yeah, that's a yeah. I, you know, I another Hall of Famer. I'm just looking through this right now. I the list of I mean this is goes without saying. I mean it's a, a hallmark of that the, of the franchise, but the list of the D men is just absurd. It's insane. Like a guy like like Don Sweeney probably isn't going to make our cut on this mock draft here, but Jesus, you know that's a guy <laughs> who in a lot of other franchises would be. Uh, a pretty solid player. Yeah. I'm looking up Don Sweeney's numbers now to make sure I'm not just speaking out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he – 19 minutes a night for his entire – it's pretty good. All right. Um, so, you get Brad Park going to Billy Jaffe. Uh, Barry Peterson's pick here. Now it gets into an even more, more uh, difficult thing. Does he take himself here? That would be funny. He um, could. I, think I don't it's think it's necessarily too early. I think it's a little too early, maybe, for, for Barry Peterson here. Um, uh, what about – yeah, let's go Ken Hodge here. Ken Hodge get taken? Okay. No, not yet. All right, so I got Ken Hodge going here. Started his career in Chicago, but uh, played most of it with the Bruins. Had 674 points with the Bruins in just 652 games. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, well, and his his trade from the Blackhawks was like 
part of a monumental shift for the Bruins. Right. Like that's what kind of paced them to that success in the late 60s. I was say, yeah, 70s. underrated underrated guy in those those 70s teams. So, um, And now Barry Peterson's basically rebuilding the big bad Bruins here. He's got Bobby Orr <laughs> and Ken Hodge, uh, and it's still on him to start the third round. So you got here. How about Zidane Chara? Oh, yeah, that's probably a good we, we left him on the board for a while there. Yeah. Yeah. And again, the tough guy to value. Also, I mean, it depends on what version of him you're getting. Are you right. getting like Norris Trophy late 2000s Zidane Chara? Are you getting like still a fantastic leader, but pretty much just a defensive minded guy now, like 2019, 2020 Zidane Chara? Right. Either way. Yeah, probably a fair spot for him. I like that. I like that. All right, Billy Jaffe here. Uh, this is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go numbers-based solely here. Uh, I'm going to go – a guy who's just he's still hanging around. Uh, long career. I didn't realize how long of a career. But uh, we'll go Wayne Cashman here. Okay. Again, really out of just a, a volume based, but it's it speaks to the impact that he had on that uh, on the entire team. And also, the cool thing about Wayne Cashman's career, just looking at his his hockey reference page, is that he really came into his own with those big bad Bruins teams of the '70s, winning the cups, and then played into the '80s. So he kind of saw. I mean, his final season was '83, so it's not that not like he was hanging around and passing the torch to Neely and Bork necessarily, but the to be part of that organization from the seventies into the eighties, I think is a cool, uh, you know, I'd like to talk to him uh, about his career, but that's, I saw again, um, was it almost 800 career points? Wayne Cashman. And I think that would make Jack mad who's about to pick here. So. Yeah. And here's another Bruins lifer, but how about Terry O'Reilly? Oh my God! How did we? Yeah, we we left Terry O'Reilly on the board for a while. Terry O'Reilly is going to go far higher, and uh, that's a great pick. And that, that's a value pick right there. Yeah, we <laughs> Terry O'Reilly on the board at whatever that is, whatever how, however far in we are now at this I, point. Again, this is. I mean, that's a blind spot. It's a millennial blind spot, or how, whatever it is. Yeah, to but like, I don't know. I think that's partially. I'm not a millennial, by the way. I don't want to. Are you not? I? I think I you am, are. I am. Yeah. I, like, I'm a good millennial. I, I, I'm, I'm, not a I'm like the very end of millennials. Yeah. You're like, you're. I'm what people think of when exactly. they throw around yeah. the term millennial. Right. But you're That's like, because I think there are millennials right now who are like in their late 30s. Uh, Terry O'Reilly, 600 career points despite 21 career, 2100 career penalty minutes. Um, that's. I think there is a part of it where people our age, whatever you want to call us, don't realize how good Terry O'Reilly is. We just kind of know him as a guy who kick your ass, like right. You know what I mean. So there's there is part of that. Well, but. and I do think some of that gets lost with people our age, where the guys who will kick your ass now generally are not the most skilled players. Right. So I think when people their lasting impression of someone is their their physical grit, it, it, some of the offensive ability, except in very rare circumstances, kind of gets lost or forgotten, however you want to put it. Definitely. 
All right. Um, so we're on to uh, Andy Brickley. And I think Brick, again, goes a little bit of a homer pick. Uh, and this is <laughs> probably a little bit of my influence on this as well. Adam Oates here. Yeah. Who is, like, one of my favorite hockey players of all Adam time. Adam Oates was nice. Uh, but, you know, Brick can kind of pair him here with Cam Neely, get the band back together. Um, Oates is, you know, maybe – didn't play here long enough to really truly be considered one of the greatest Bruins of all time. But you go back and look at the numbers. I know everybody was putting up, you know, eye popping numbers in the, the mid nineties or whatever, early to mid nineties, but uh, one of the best playmakers that the Bruins have ever seen. So I like getting Adam Oates here for Andy Brinkley. Smart. All right, Razor. Well, speaking of playmaking forwards, how about Brad Marchand? Oh, all right. Sure. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the uh, recent uh, recent resume speaks for itself, so I like that pick there. And, he's again, you don't want to talk about pairing up line mates. Uh, Razor now has Bergeron and Marshawn. That's so I wonder, true. Does that get uh, – is that worth even more? Put them on line with Middleton, too? Holy moly. That would be a very <laughs> gifted line. That would be a pretty defensively responsible line, yeah. too. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Dale Arnold up rounding out the, uh, what is this, the third round. Uh, yeah. I think Dale goes, again, another contemporary pick for, you know, the, the Marchands and Bergerons of the like. Uh, I, current Bruin, an underrated Bruin in the long run when it's all said and done, David Krejci. Oh, yeah. I think Dale likes Krejci a lot, too. Does he? So there we go. Uh, so that rounds out the third round. We were We've got what do you got? One more run through the uh, the the list here. Well, two technically, but we're gonna go yeah, back up and down. Up and down. Yeah. Um. So Dale here to start off the fourth round is back to you, Logan. We only have one goalie off the board right now, right? Yep. All right. How about Jerry Cheevers? Cheevers. All right. Again, yeah, it's a good pick. I just uh, I don't. It's another one where it's like. It's so. Wait, no, I can't do Cheevers there because I also had him take Tuca. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you could, you could Lo- yeah. load up on goalies. All right, let me let me do that. Goalie by committee. Yeah. Um. You know what? I, <laughs> how about we keep with the modern theme here, and he takes Pasternak. Wow, this is. He's not gonna like us. Right? He probably isn't. So who we gave him Tuca Rask, Brad Marchand, and David Pasternak. Or Tuca Rask. Uh, David Krejci and Brad. And, yeah, and he's uh, got uh, Busick. I, but like, I mean, who's he gonna take from like the you know the teams that he was the play-by-play guy for? <laughs> right. Yeah. I okay. mean, P- PJ Axelson was nice, but <laughs> I think uh, yeah, that makes sense. So uh, back to Razor. I think Razor jumps at uh, Dale Arnold's. Uh, Mea culpa and grabs Cheevers here and gets a goalie. The goalie takes a goalie. Uh, so I I think there's going to start to be a run on goalies here. I think Razor senses that and jumps in at the uh, the arguably the second best goalie in, in Bruins franchise history. So yeah. back to back to Brick now with uh, how about with Tim, How about Tim Thomas? There, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Because then after that, I mean, it, it starts to drop off a so, little bit. You know, like, there's Tiny oh, Thompson. Exactly. That's where Jack Edwards goes with his next pick. And he, 
he has some sort of unknown stat that he brings to the table here and convinces everybody that he gets a steal by taking Tiny Thompson here uh, yeah. in the, the fourth round. So, And, every, you know, it's the same thing as, like, a real fantasy draft. You start seeing a run on a certain position. You don't want to get stuff, uh, stuck, uh, you know, with uh, – with Marcus Mariota as your quarterback. So, uh, Billy Jaffe here uh, in the fourth round. How about Dick Clapper? Yeah, that's a, that's a steal. Guy's got his number in the Yeah, the he sure does. It's a good pick. I'm trying to make sure we – there are guys – I know. I'm worried that we're, like, having egregious omissions here. But – Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, this is a very unscientific process. Uh, so that was just Jaffe taking Dick, Dick Clapper. Clapper, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then to cover our bases, I think Barry Peterson solidifies his uh, – no, you know, no. I was going to say, the only retired number not taken so far is Lionel Hitchman. Yeah. Was a defenseman in the 30s. But Peterson already has Orr and Chara. Uh, you know, now it gets tough. <laughs> it does, yeah, because how much of it is roster building versus best player just taking the best player available? I don't even – and you could make an argument now at this point, who is the best player available? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Also, quick side note. If you have Orin Char, do you play them on a pairing together? No, I think you split them up. Do you? Until you get to the playoffs, at least. Can you imagine that, though? Like, I know it will be two lefties, but you put Orin Char on the same one. That, that would be such a gifted pairing. Can you imagine caring about that? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Ah, it's two lefties. Um, let's see here. Is this a spot for – who's up, uh, Barry? Yeah. All right, yeah, Don Marcotte. Okay. I mean, again, just scouting the numbers here, but a guy who, uh, you know, a few 30-goal seasons, top five in the Selkie a couple times, Selkie finalists. So that's just a nice little piece for, for Barry Peterson, who, again, grew up – probably watching more Don Marcotte than any of us. So probably uh, that's, I think he takes them there to, uh, to finish off the fourth round. Now on to the fifth and final round. Uh, Barry has the, the first pick uh, and that is on to you. Joe Thornton. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We, I mean, it's tough to think about Joe Thornton because he was, you know, he'll, he'll be remembered as a well, shark. So that's it. Somebody's exactly. Somebody's going to get a great pick there because, like, he's still playing too. So you didn't even think about him as being. He was so eligible. good with the Bruins, too. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. So we we might have let him slip a little too much because maybe he just to... go at like twenty fifth overall or something like that. Yeah. All right. So it's on the Billy Jaffe. <clears throat> Uh, let's see here. Dead air. Nice. This is beautiful. Yeah. Well, I'm, I want to make sure we're getting, we're being thoughtful about this. 
Manny Fernandez is on this list. I love yeah, Manny that. Fernandez is on the list. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is it's a lot of just like well, once well, like, you get if done. you take if you take Terry Sawchuk, do you get like like which? Uh, I'm gonna go Andy Moe here for Billy Jaffe. Right. Again, that's a that's a pick with my own heart, probably uh, <laughs> along the same lines as the Adam Oates pick. It's you know the players I grew up on, but I do think Andy Moog is criminally underrated for his uh, run here. Kind of gets overshadowed. Did we take? Yeah, we did take Tim Thomas. I got concerned. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, your pick for Jack Edwards. How about Peter McNabb? Okay. Another successful '70s player, routine eighty-point scorer. I like it. Um, now it's tough. Then we're on to Andy Brickley here, and I just want to look up something real quick. I, I feel like I've, I'm a little distracted right now. <laughs> Screw it. Wait, it's the fifth round. Andy Brickley takes Andy Brickley. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I was thinking about that because I was like, uh, maybe I'll put uh, Barry Peterson in here I, somewhere. You know what? I could yeah. definitely see if anybody. Barry Peterson on... will probably go before Brickley. I would. Yeah. Think. And, but I do think if there's anybody who reaches, it's going to be Jack to take Brick in like the third round. I yeah. Can see that happening. And you're right. Peterson probably goes before Brick, but I just think it's funny. So I guess the fifth round. Who cares? Uh, Raycroft to you. This might be early for him, but how about Derek Sanderson? Oh, that's a great pick. It, I just Yeah. Yeah. Do you get again, like again, announcing uh, credit too? Like does Derek Sanderson same thing with Brick? Like, is this a lifetime achievement award? So like right. contributions in the announce booth get you, you know, some credit too? Because yeah. if that's the case, then Sanderson should go number one because he's the greatest of all time. So. True. That that is correct. Sanderson. I mean, he's part of the biggest play in franchise history as well. Right, right. All right. This is the final pick right here, huh? believe it is. Do you know who's fourth all-time in Bruins points per game? Has he not been drafted yet? No. Uh, Is it a modern player? Uh, Mid-90s. The nineties. Uh, I don't know who is it. Joey Juno. Okay, yeah, that probably wouldn't have even been my second guess. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna go final pick here, Dale. I think this is a bit of a steal if you look at the totality of his career. Not again. This is kind of in the lines of Moog and Oates, but I'm gonna go Craig Janney here. Okay. Um, Colt favorite too. Yeah, he played yeah, – I, I could see Dale going there. Yeah. Um, he played with the Bruins more than he did with anybody else in his career. He bounced around. Like, he was all over the place. San, St. Louis, San Jose, Phoenix, Winnipeg, the island, and even Tampa. Forget about the Tampa yeah. thing. It was only 38 games. But, uh, you know, more than a point-per-game player with the Bruins. So, I think part of some really good Bruins teams in the uh, – late 80s, early 90s, so Craig Janney. So, this, I have a newfound respect for those guys for having to do that because that actually was hard as hell. Yeah, I mean, if we had given it a little bit more time and thought, hopefully we, these guys would uh, 
probably we're working with them i probably would have come up with like a draft board or something or at least like prioritize yeah. them a little bit but yeah so all right who do you think has the best chance to draft the best player or best team here i'd say the best team yeah, i would who, say not, pro- not would, of the ones that we drafted but just when this happens on sunday yeah, night i would say probably jaffe because i think he has the best ability to take the emotion out of it yeah. Like, I can see Razor taking a lot of, like, modern-day players. I can see Jack just being all over the place. I can see, like, Barry and Brick taking guys from when they were younger. Um, and I can see Dale kind of getting caught up in the emotion, too. So, I think Jaffe has the best ability to be, like, sober about this. Billy, Yeah, Billy's got, like, a sneaky, big encyclopedia knowledge of – hockey too like I think that guy sometimes he the like and and this isn't a critique because I think we all can do the same thing but I think he gets very married to players so I could also see him like reaching because I love the idea of you (laughs) yeah that's a real Nordstrom fan in the entire universe being talking about somebody else getting married to players (laughs) I know value when I see it um yeah so that's that. I think we did a, a fairly decent job of representing what this is going to be all about, and I I think we did. I think we're going to be pretty pretty accurate. A, a few oversights here that people are going to nitpick, but that's uh, it is what it is. Um, I'm just looking at some of this other stuff. The wild card players. I just that's the thing. Go to nesson.com/slash what is it? Right. Bruins that, fantasy draft. Nesson.com/slash Bruins fantasy. To see the full roster, like just scrolling through the full roster is a trip. And then even yeah. like the wild card guys, like you have Jason Allison, Brick, Janny, Kay Lindsman, uh Rolston is on that list, Joseph Stumple. Like yeah. I think that's that's what I'm looking forward to. And hopefully there's a lot of B roll, a lot of highlights of these guys from like the those mid nineties teams that I, I love so much. I think that's gonna be the coolest thing for anybody. If it's you, if it's your dad who grew up in the watching the '70s ruins, I think there's gonna be a lot of good highlight talk about those teams. So I think that's a yeah. it's gonna be a pretty cool way to bring the entire franchise and tie it all together. So, sure, uh, it'll be fun. Red Sox one coming up too, right? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, a week a week from Sunday. So that actually is just as interesting, I think, in a lot of ways. But um, yeah. cool. cool, I think we did a pretty decent job here. I think we did as well. Good. That's all. That's all <laughs> I care about. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else to offer? Logan? No, that's about it for me. All right. Well, uh, that's the uh, Nesson Bruins podcast. Uh, as things get ramped up, you and I will start to talk more a little bit more about present day hockey and start to, to handicap everything. But it's kind of hard to do that until we're back on the ice. So uh, uh, until then, we'll continue to, to do fun things like this, I suppose. Uh, but sooner or later, we'll be actually talking about real hockey, I think. So that's exciting. I think so as well. All right, uh, this has been the National Bruins Podcast. We'll be get back again next week. Uh, be sure also to subscribe on all of the uh, platforms, specifically Spotify and iTunes. And if you're listening this long, that means you probably enjoyed it. So throw us a five-star uh, rating and a review on iTunes. That'll help us out as well. So, uh, and subscribe, as I just mentioned. So uh, thanks for joining us, and we will see you again next week. Bye.